Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And I, I, I think definitely if, you, if you're doing that um, and you realize like I've just took a bunch of shitty trades today, I guess it's a, I think it's a, it's, a good, it's a good idea to ask why and, and, and try and fill that void a little bit. Yeah. Or uh, be more proactive and ask why you're taking the trade before you take every trade uh, yeah. that day. And look, like you don't have to do it all the time. You're never going to do it all the time. But at, at least do it once a week when you notice you're in that cycle and break the cycle. Yeah. At yeah, least do it once sure. or one day. Yeah. And I'm probably going to write it on my wall after this. Good. What is the reason? Why are you doing this? You're listening to the Steady Trade Podcast a podcast that inspires traders to make meaningful strides and pursue their passions. Your hosts are Tim Bowen, the lead trainer at Stocks to Trade Pro, Kim Ann Curtin, the Wall Street coach, and Steven Johnson, the up-and-coming trader who's always willing to learn. Together, we'll sit down with experts to talk about their process, the lessons they've learned, and discuss how all traders can level up their trading careers. Welcome back, everybody, to the Steady Trade Podcast. This is a mini series that Stephen Johnson and I, Kim Ann Curtin, are putting together for you. Uh, almost two years ago, Stephen Johnson and I did a similar four part series. So if you haven't seen that one, you should check it out. It's probably uh, 2020. Maybe. 20, yeah. 20, 2019, maybe. Uh, it's, a little, it's a little bit far back. Uh, but this series is on, we just did uh, one on trigger happy versus gun shy. So you should check that out. They're about 30 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes long. Today, we're going to talk about over trading to stay stimulated and the pitfalls that come with it. Uh, I'm going to riff a little bit about how I think that's indicative of needs not being met and or maybe an addiction to doing versus being. Uh, and Stephen is going to give us the jewels that Stephen always does. How Sounds are you today, good. Stephen? How are you today? Good, good. Um, pretty good. And yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting topic. Um, oh, a lot, there's a lot of times, well, the, the, we, the, we, traders will use the term punt. There's a lot of times I'll punt a stock, punt stocks, lose three hundred dollars, losing four hundred, lose four hundred dollars, and and I'll just think, well, that was silly, but doesn't matter. Um, and and again, it comes from being numb, numb to money. Uh, if you know that you can make it back in one half of a good trade, mm -hmm. or one good trade will make it back times two, times three, times four, you'll get complacent and sometimes punt stocks. And you'll lose four hundred dollars just out of boredom. Yeah. Um, but you could, if you looked in the real world, four hundred dollars goes fairly far. It can go far, further, yeah. further than two seconds of fun, punting yes. the stock that you lost on. And then it's like, um, I wonder what it's like. It's, it's like you do something happens really quick. You get a really mm -hmm. good high. Get mm -hmm. excited. It's like. I don't want to say it's like crack cocaine because I've, I've never done crack cocaine before right but but it's, it's, it's like you'll do it it's dope you'll get you, you'll get the Fresh. high yeah then you'll be like wish i didn't spend that 300 bucks it's pretty expensive for that high do you know what i mean i do i do so dopamine is what is ultimately the instant satisfaction is that dopamine rush but then on the other side of the dopamine rush is the realization that you just blew 300 dollars 
Which is, um, I mean, it depends what you're going to afford, right? Like, say, say if you win $50, if you, your average wins $50, if you lose 20 or 30 punting, it's, it's stupid, but you can get over it quickly. It's a mistake that it's almost worth it because if it wasn't worth it, you wouldn't keep doing it. Do you know what I mean? Well, I think, I think the worth it is that you're getting a dopamine rush. Uh, that's why I think there's a lot of things we all do repeatedly that isn't in our best interest, but because there are physiological re rewards, the reward system is set up to make us think, oh, this, this feels good, at least in the moment. That's, it's, uh, it's like anything. It's like thinking I'm meant to quit smoking but I'd really like a cigarette right now. I know yeah. it's bad, but it feels good. And it's also yeah. like just thinking, you know what it is? I've got, got some diet food in the cupboard, but how good would it be to have a Big Mac? Like how good would it be? Like I'm really hungry. How good yeah. would a warm Big Mac taste? Yeah. And the answer is really good. And sometimes it'll be as good as you thought. And sometimes it'll be just a little bit cold and under, under par. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. So, so overtrading to stay stimulated is you know, do you, do you think that is something you engage in? Do, do you find yourself sometimes over trading just because it's better to be trading than yeah. not trading? Terribly, terribly. And, uh, and you can tell yourself the lie that uh, more market screen time is, is good for you and it's mm -hmm. healthy, mm -hmm. but really what you're doing is just gambling on yeah. low odds setups um yeah. and it's easy to lie it's easy to lie and say oh no, no it's screen time i'm watching yeah, yeah. but you're yeah. watching nothing you're watching tickers that aren't doing anything you're watching a quiet yeah. day yeah. you just haven't had your needs met yeah um i mean for my strategy honestly for the specific strategy that i play i've got hundreds if not thousands of samples of data samples of data that tell me to stop trading at 10 30. wow yeah you'll still see is at the computer at 11 12 1 1 that's where a lot of the biggest losses come from. Wow. So, so what stops you from just stopping at 1030 now? Just pure love of this pure love of it. Just the pure love of what's going to happen next. Mm. Can I make more money? Can I eat well or better a best month? Well, Can I make back love, the red month? Couldn't, couldn't you potentially, if you love it so much, allow yourself to still watch, but not treat after 1030? I mean, that's like putting a burger in front of a hungry person. So one of, what, what you just spoke to around needs, I'm, as you can imagine, completely on board with the fact that if we aren't getting our basic needs met in our day-to-day -day lives, then we are going to seek our needs in the market, in trading. And that's when I find that maybe the need gets met Maybe if you're very, very, very lucky, but it's going to be met at a high cost, a yeah. high cost to yourself. And I don't just mean monetarily, but that could also be the case. So I am of the opinion that most traders need to get connected to what their needs are so that they can do a better job at getting their basic needs met outside of the market so that they don't get tempted to go the high cost route of getting those needs met in trading. I, I totally, I totally get that. Uh, the, the only issue is with that is that mm. there's no greater for someone who loves trading, like for someone who purely loves it, there is nothing greater, nothing greater 
than nailing that trade. Like there's nothing greater, nothing, nothing yeah. compares. Yeah. It's like Sinead O'Connor, like nothing compares. <laughs> yeah, totally. You know what I mean? I do. Um, I do. Nothing compares. But, it's, but it's, that, but t- if it, nothing compares to that, if that is so incredibly satisfying, then wouldn't you want to discourage and dissipate in your trading anything that interferes with that happening? No, because trading is random and it's gambling and it can happen when you least expect it and it can happen when it shouldn't and it shouldn't happen when it should. Mm. And that's the game and that's why it's addictive. And yeah. that's why the reward is great because your luck was in today because yeah. you read the market well today. Yeah, yeah. Luck's on your side. Trading yeah. gods are with you on this day. Do you know what I mean? What would those trading gods names be, Stephen? Well, I don't know because they don't come near me. They don't come near me. I'm praying. I'm like, where are you? And you know what they say? They say, we saved you the last three times. We're not saving you this time. You know, you know that story about where they say the guy's like praying for his, his there's like a flood coming and uh, he's on the roof of his house and, and he has a boat come past and the boat, the sailor on the boat oh, says, yeah, come into the boat. I'm, I'm, he, you know, want to get you out of this drowning river. And the guy's like, no, no, I prayed to God. He's going to save me. And then, and then a helicopter comes by and the helicopter's like, the water's rising, come up into the helicopter. And he's like, no, 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 I prayed to God. God's going to save me. And then he finally gets to heaven and he's like, God, I thought you were going to save me. He's like, I sent you a boat. I sent you a helicopter. Yeah. What more yeah I know that, that, that joke made it to England as well. Yeah. It's a good one. It's a good one. It's a good one. So, all right. So one of the things that I have seen with traders and them getting their needs met, not because they're necessarily loving the game, but I've seen traders try to find uh, their need for adventure met. So the one, more than one trader has spoken about, especially during the pandemic, uh, they were somebody who really loved adventure. So they would go on, you know, intense hikes on the weekend, or they would do, uh, you know, kind of like any kind of rugged outdoorsy adventure type stuff. And then they couldn't for the pandemic. And so they noticed in their trading, uh, they were taking way more risk than they had previously taken. And they were kind of curious, like, why am I doing that? And I was, uh, you know, suggesting perhaps because you can't get your need for adventure met in your downtime now in your weekend time because of this pandemic you're trying to get your need for adventure met now in your trading and once they started to ask themselves before they traded is this me striving to get my need for adventure met they were able to dial it back does that yeah no make sense no abs- absolutely i mean it's like anything if 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 you're on hikes and and uh doing things that you love and then you go to the market thinking i love life feel good you're certainly not going to take a loss that's going to make you feel bad because you feel good why why would you want to feel yeah. bad yeah but yeah. and that and it's the same thing as um if people have a shitty day you, yeah. why, why would you drink two bottles of wine and feel even worse the next day you know it's bad but yeah. you just want to feel something else and and, yeah. and alcohol and trading are the, the, the same kind of escape. Mm-hmm. You're feeling bad if you're not feeling fulfilled, if you're, if you're just thinking another weekend in the house. Do you know what I'm going to do? I, yeah. I'm going to take a really big trade and it's going to make us feel great. And then I'm going to have a bottle of wine. And you just, you're going to compound bad things. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, uh, but drinking, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of obvious, but it's not, not talked about. Right. I, I would agree. I would agree. I think trading, I think, uh, any drinking, like anything we use to numb ourselves is just a, a flag that needs aren't being met. And that's why I'm such an advocate of people finding out what their basic needs are. And a lot of times too, I see traders getting their need for community met. They're trading because they want to be part of a community. They want to be in a conversation with other traders. So it, they will take trades that aren't even their setup just because they want to kind of be in a come have a comrade or two that they can shoot the shit with over Twitter and be like, Hey man, I'm in this too. Just so they have that sense of community or sense of tribe that they're part of the tribe. Yeah, no, I mean, and again, absolutely. And it's the same with uh, sports betting. If you, if you're mm -hmm. watching a game of football, soccer, whatever, um, with some friends, it's, it's mildly entertaining. If you've got a bet on, it's more entertaining. If you've all got the same bet on, that's a fantastic day. That's a fantastic day because you're all in it together. You all win, you all lose. If you all win, you all celebrate. If you all lose, you're all it's one of them things. Let's have another pint. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. You're, you're, you're in that community. You're in that tribe having a similar shared experience. And one of the needs is to, to, know and be known to uh see and be seen and that's what i feel sometimes a lot of traders are getting met in their trades because they're able to relate to somebody else around them i'm grabbing out my portable needs list i carry this actually around in my wallet uh even though i have a bigger one this one fits nicely and this i just want to show everybody this is just a small sampling of the needs that all of us have. Like that's how many there are. I mean, and these are the feelings. And this, this is when, when I first started to learn this work, I started to look at what are the feelings I'm having? Are they pleasant or unpleasant? And then I would be able to track back what needs did I get met prior to this feeling or what needs did I not get met? And that's, you know, what I will say to traders is try to start to look at what is the feeling you're having before you potentially overtrade. What is the feeling that's not, you know, that's happening for you? And they'll be like apathy, depression, anger, frustration, um, to, you know, a bunch of other unpleasant ones. And then I'll say, well, what happened prior to that moment when you started to overtrade? Well, I had an argument with my girlfriend. Well, I felt uh, frustrated because I was trying to make money through my other side gig and it didn't work out. Like I'll try to get them to nail down. What is it that, what need didn't get met that precipitated this hard to be with feeling? So yeah, they don't I mean, the, numb. I mean, the ultimate question is why are you taking this trade? Why, why are you taking this? If you just can ask that before every trade, why am I taking this trade? That's well, not the great, it's not the best setup. Well, why are you taking it then? Yeah, uh, exactly. Because of this. Why do you want that? Oh, well, because That's actually it. this happened yesterday. Yep. You just yep. have to ask why a bunch of times, like a, like yeah. a three-year-old does. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. But, um, but yeah, this, the sense of, uh, com commune, 
being communal, the you sense have, of being you together. Have community, community. Uh, it just it just roots roots back to ancient times. I mean, live together yeah. or die alone. It's yep, absolutely. We're humans, we're animals. Absolutely. And I and I think during this pandemic, probably people have experienced loneliness and uh, isolation more than ever before. Even if you're in a house with other people you can still feel incredibly isolated. You can still feel incredibly lonely. And I think that's one of the things that trading now because of social media facilitates. It facilitates a community. Even, even if you're not in a chat room with somebody, you can see all the traders on Twitter. You can see everybody is, you know, being active and you're like, wow, I want to be part of that. So anyway, I, I just think that the concept of being addicted to action is simply because action allows you to be busy as opposed to being still and sometimes having to then face the hard to be with feelings you might be having. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And I, I think definitely if you, if you're doing that, um, and you realize like i've just took a bunch of shitty trades today i guess it's a, i think it's a it's a good it's a good idea to ask why and and, and try and fill that void a little bit yeah. or uh, be more proactive and ask why you're taking the trade before you take every trade uh, yeah. that day and look like you don't have to do it all the time you're never going to do it all the time but at, at least do it once a week when you notice you're in that cycle and break the cycle yeah just at yeah, least do it sure. once for one day yeah. and i'm probably going to write it on my wall after this Good. What is the reason? Why are you what doing is, this? Yeah. Yep. One of the things I always like to say is instead of asking why, we use the word what instead. Because what I've noticed is that, and I'm I'm just gonna do this to you now if you're game, like maybe just close yeah. your eyes for a second. And I'm going to say two phrases to you. I want you to just notice how it physically feels inside. Does it, do you feel expansion or contraction, Stephen? When I say the first phrase, and then when I say the second phrase, the first phrase is, why did you do that, Stephen? Just notice, you can tell me afterwards. And now I want you to notice what it feels like when I say, what do you think, uh, had you do that, Stephen? Okay, so open your eyes. What? What? Yeah, what? I, think, I mean, I think there's definitely uh, tone tone differences in your voice. That was. That did you? Also, did you notice the tone oh, difference? hugely. There's there's that. Yeah, the the tone difference more than the words. So it, I'd be really curious. I'd be very curious to have the listeners because I actually strive to say those two phrases neutral, with the same tone. Yes. No, no. I mean, I had my eyes closed and one felt like I was uh, six years old again, and my mother was. So let, let me tell you how common it, it isn't. What if it's not the tone, but it's the word. Right, when right. we but, hear the yeah. word why, we usually go into a contraction and we also begin to justify and defend. Yeah, when I, when I, the first one, my stomach went in, the second one, my stomach went out. So contraction is pulling in yep, defense pulling in yeah. yep totally but usually the the reason behind it is the word the word why has a start to shut down and defend and protect ourselves and justify but when we hear the word what it's more expansive it doesn't feel like we're being cornered so what i suggest to people with their own self talk and we're talking about now trading is instead of saying why did you take that trade right because that that's going to elicit you to start to defend and justify ask yourself what is going on 
let's have you take that trait. It's just yeah, a no, different I mean, approach. Why isn't more inter- interrogative, if yes. that is even a word? But yes. And in, in, in the what is more, um, it's more remembering something that happened in the past. That it's could be curiosity. It's curiosity. Yeah. When, when yeah, we look great. at why, it feels like an interrogation to ourselves. But when we ask what, yeah. we're opening up the door to curiosity and we're also meeting whatever is going on for us with neutrality. Yeah, agree. Agree. So instead of posting on your wall, why did you take that trade? Maybe put on your wall, what is that trade about? And the answer could be because I've seen this one a million times or, or I don't know what that trade is about. You may not know sometimes. So then it's like, okay, get curious. What might be going on for me? What needs yeah, I mean, maybe am I getting met? For, for me, I, I don't get that anymore because I'm, I have a system and a network so ingrained okay. to take the right. Nah, I'm lying. I do take the wrong mm-hmm. trades all the time. And that's probably the reason why I've been on a bit of a downturn recently is because I've took the wrong trades. But that's it's not through being bored. It's through thinking that I've more said more of the market at a faster pace than I actually have. And, and they're, they're kind of two different things. So but, if, but you for, answer, if you would answer that well, question just for yourself, like what, what do you think is behind the trades that you've had the drawdown? What, what do you feel is, what was thinking that, that motivated? Uh, thinking, that, thinking, thinking that I know the setups that I'm not as familiar with as I, I'm not, I'm not. Last year, I traded one setup, tracked a shitload of data on it, traded it like a thousand times. And pretty much mastered it. Did really well. Like I turned the six hundred and sixty-six thousand mm-hmm. because I'd mastered that setup, right? But yeah. then it was only November, December last year. I started venturing into a second setup and a third setup. But that first setup, I took four years to master. Wow! And because I'd mastered one, I thought I could quickly master many more very quickly. Mm-hmm. And 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 then I did. In a way, I did. And then that gave us even more confidence. And then it all came raining down. Yeah. And I looked back and thought, you know, you really didn't, you really, uh, you really haven't spent the time learning about those setups that you did the first one. And, and really you're winning everything on the first one. All your winnings, 90% are on the first one still, and only 10% are on the second and the third and the fourth. And, but your size, the, what you're taking is even bigger on the ones you don't know. Wow. And, and I've just like, this is why I told you, like, I, took some bad losses but i'm i'm not too phased because i'm like well do you know what it is i, I think i figured i think i figured out what's going on yeah yeah and it's all yeah. it's all okay it's all fine yeah i th- i think when we when we start to get curious and we look uh, about what is going on as opposed to the why not only do we step into a place of neutrality but we step into a place hopefully that's judgment free and that's what it sounds like you're doing now you're not in a place of judging yourself you're in a place of curiosity and discovery and that is opening up for you the ability to not be attached to that loss and to that drawdown and to be able to be like okay this happens i'm going to be neutral about it i'm going to take the lesson i've learned and i'm going to move on which is huge. Yeah, no, I think so. And, and I think um, I think the one thing that I pride myself on that I've heard a lot of other traders say as well, and I mean, I'll never, like I, I've deliberately set up my life so I don't lose everything. Like I have investments that I can't take out. I've got a house yeah. that I can't put it put on 
the dealer can't be like yeah. take me take me house <laughs> just but give us exactly. give us 100k speed trader whatever exactly. Exactly. just take me house and put 100k in like i can't do that <laughs> so Good. like i've designed i've designed my life so i can never lose everything um yeah but but what i pride myself on which other traders have said is if i lost everything i had cash monetary i could always just start again and do it again i could always start from zero and i can always build it back up yeah and that's 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 the important thing. Just as yeah. long as you're learning, as long as you're growing, yeah, th that's all what matters. You, and yeah. you can always you can always start again. You can always lose it and start again. For sure. You don't want to. It's backwards no. way of working. Yeah, but if it sure. does, if it happens, yeah, yeah, there's a great comeback story. Yeah, I, I think I think the only thing I want to say before we close up is just the concept of staying stimulated. Uh, I just find that sometimes traders need to diversify in their uh, ways of getting stimulated. Uh, and I, I'm a huge advocate that some of that stimulation come from nature, come from being outside, whether you're in a cold or warm climate. I think part of the challenge of stimulation these days is that dopamine uh, rush that comes because we're always plugged in. And one of the things I learned from Celeste Headley in her book, Do Nothing, is that the brain is really not set up to work beyond four hours uh, chunk at a time. Our ability to focus, the, the rest of our brain is compromised when we go beyond that. And one of the things that I see is that even be, which I didn't know before reading her book, was that even social media, our brain receives it as working. It doesn't know it's off. Oh, I'm just going to scroll through Instagram. That is your brain feeling like it's still working. So I'm just a huge advocate of finding out is is, are you in need of a dopamine detox if you're overtrading to stay stimulated? Is stimulation the default setting for you? And if it is, then how do you reset that? And that could be to come offline, you know, during the weekend, go out in nature um, and, and find, you know, the dopamine detox, you can find that on YouTube. And that would be not being on social media, not being on your phone, just being out in nature, not looking for that huge fix, which is part of why some people now struggle with reading. It's, it's not just because of a lot of reasons, but one of the reasons around that is because it's not going to give you a dopamine hit when you read. So some uh, people can find that to be hard to do. Yeah, no, I, I, like, honestly, the, the best, the best reset, it's, it's just, you need to reset. Sometimes you have to yeah. reset. Yeah. And uh, I think one of the most underrated resets is a, well, there's a couple, but like fasting is a major reset. Um, Talk more about like, that. I've done, I've done three, like three weeks. I've done, I've been doing it for months now, but I've done three weeks in a row of just two, 60 hours, two days, don't eat. Sunday, five o'clock stop. Wednesday, nine o'clock start. Go full Monday, Tuesday without food, drink lots of water. And I just, I just really believe from an, from an energetic perspective, if you're, and I've said this before, but if your stomach for the first time in 15 years doesn't have to break down food, doesn't have to do its function, and like 90% of the serotonin's in, in the stomach, right? Yeah. What, what might it do? Like, what yeah. might your brain do That's and your stomach do together? It's like it a defrag. It's a defrag for the whole system. It doesn't system. have to do its exhausting job of burning yeah. pizza, McDonald's, KFC, fries, all that crap. Imagine you give it two days off. What I always feel very centered and very present. That 
jumping in freezing cold water, freezing yeah. ice cold. You you get very present. You suddenly you suddenly know what uh, a real problem is. It's being sure. ice cold too cold. And then there's also the the psychedelic section. Yeah. But we'll we'll not we'll not we'll not. <laughs> We'll not dive there. Well, but look, there's a lot out there about the psychedelics. Uh, Gabor Mate of, speaks to it. Tim Ferriss speaks to it. So I would say if you guys are interested in learning more about that, just go look at the people that are talking about it because there's a lot of different ways it's being uh, addressed and handled today in you know controlled settings. So that I'm, I'm not a big fan of self-administration because I feel that when you step into the world of psychedelics, you want to be very cautious and very careful because without proper support, without having it properly monitored, you could put yourself at great risk emotionally, psychologically, and physically. Um, but I do think it's uh, worth exploring today, but again, in a very you know controlled setting with somebody who knows what yeah. they're doing. And also to understand you because your body and your tolerance level could be very different than what, if, it, if done in a big group setting or you're doing it yourself, could be the wrong dosage amount. Yeah, but, but those, those, uh, those controlled study results, uh, very promising. Yes. More, many, many studies showing it more effective than antidepressants. Yep, absolutely. No side effects. Absolutely. Very, very promising for, yeah. for those who need. Gabor Mate has uh, a great movie out there now called The Wisdom of Trauma. And he also talks at length with Tim Ferriss about the use of psychedelics uh, and healing trauma. Uh, and that talk is just on the you know Tim Ferriss podcast where he talks at length about Gabor Mate's yeah. advocacy it's of all it. All of it. Yeah. It's all yep, of it, anxiety, sure. depression, trauma, yep. stress. Yeah, yep, absolutely. All right, well, we'll bring this clip to a close, but it was uh, it was a good conversation. I hope you guys found it useful. Please give Stephen and I your feedback. We look at all the comments uh, and, you know, hearing what matters to you, whether we're talking about topics that matter to you helps us formulate, you know, the topics we talk about. So please let us know. This is part of a four-part series Stephen Johnson and I are doing. We did hap uh, Trigger Happy versus Gun Shy in the last episode. Today, we talked about overtrading to stay stimulated. And the next two episodes will be taking trading seriously, what that looks like, what that means for you, and finding or building your edge. So we'll see you in the next episode, and we hope you'll join us there.